0: Welcome to the Trend Detection Podcast, powered by Sensei, an industry leader in using AI to drive scalable and sustainable asset performance and reliability. For this three-part series, I'm joined by Jim Davison and Nina Griff from Make UK, who champion engineering and manufacturing in the United Kingdom. In the third and final episode of this series, we look at how manufacturers can solve issues around skill shortages and some of the technologies that will be driving manufacturing forwards in 2023. I hope you enjoy it. Well, I was going to say, is, is quite, um, it's quite interesting what you were saying about investing in technology. And I think that's another say, mis- potential mistake a lot of companies make is investing in technology before they've identified the business problems they're trying to solve. You know, doing it that way around instead, because it's very easy to, lots of different technology out there, lots of very um, innovative, um, you know, including Sensei in, into that, but unless you know what business problems you're trying to solve with technology, that you, you can't put technology before that, if you see what I mean. Is that is that a fair way to summarize that from your experience?
1: Exactly, definitely. Because um, each company, I'm sure Jim knows, because Jim knows all of them, um, each company is very different it has different, um, different culture, different setup different skill set uh, within the company so it's very different to have this impartial look into what is it actually and it's like made smarter provide this for manufacturers in the northwest and parts of midlands etc um but we need this like we need this consistency of this sort of help support for manufacturers across the country
2: actually
0: just on for for people who may not know um made smarter could you sort of explain a bit more what who made smarter are and what and what what they do to help some manufacturers It'd be quite interesting
1: so made smarter i was uh, it was an uh, idea a project that came up from the made smarter commission in two thousand seventeen um Really led by Jürgen Mayer, and not then he was still part of. She was. He was running Siemens then, and then Commission identified. They they published report that identified the kind of gaps on the market with digital adoption and digital and innovation, and they created these different different programs: Made Smart Adoption, Innovation, etc. So the Made Smart Adoption program aim was to look into the SMEs who were still lagging behind um, in digital adoption compared to global big manufacturing firms. Um, And that was the aim of the Made Smarter programme. And they looked into the impartial advice. So they would just advise all the manufacturers within the area. What is it that they need? there was some funding available into um, digital technologies some training um, and um, leadership courses as well with some of the management, um, business management universities, uh, as, I, as I believe. So kind of comprehensive help, financing advisory um, for uh, small to medium manufacturers.
0: Um, and so, yeah, no, no I can see. You see why their work so important, especially as face- manufacturers are facing so many different vari- varying challenges at, at the moment as well. Um, so in terms of success, I wanted to look at what, what would success look like for manufacturing? And I guess it was that trend, that positive trend you were talking about, Nina, before, but <laughs> if there's any other sort of comments on that, um, on what success would look like, bearing in mind the challenges that we've sort of talked about at length during this um, podcast.
2: So uh, for me, Niall, it it's actually um, successful implementation and adoption of the technologies that we've talked about today. Um, yeah, that that will mean that the um, labour crisis is is um, mitigated. Um, Getting the skills in organisations to support those technologies, that, that's going to be critical. I think the continued decarbonisation and off, off-grid off power generation by, by all types of business, but in particular, um, manufacturing businesses and engineering businesses that we, we represent is, is going to be a, a, a big positive outcome. Um, I think being able to sustain the levels of demand um, that currently are on manufacturers and deliver those, those out those products and, and outcomes positively is is going to be critical um and then yeah being fit and ready for you know the upturn and the and the um you know the trends that that Nina was talking about um recently you know for, for me that that is is going to be a uh, you know a, a, a something that the, the sector should be proud of
0: absolutely absolutely telling that yeah, because actually that's that's a challenge in itself in a positive way. Because obviously, if it, things continue to to grow and uptake, that becomes a challenge in itself. Um, with things like you know, like the skill gaps and the technology gaps, it's how how that can be how that can be filled as, as quickly as possible to meet that hopefully increasing demand. So that's quite, that's quite an interesting what, way to look at it as well. One um, subject we actually haven't touched upon really is sustainability. I know we could. There's so many dif- I mean, we've talked about energy. I know we talked about the energy crisis as well but um i guess there's two threads to this question so how high up the agenda is sustainability and maybe it's uh, maybe away from energy prices we've covered that a little bit but and also how is technology i guess helping to um help manufacturers meet those sustainability targets as well
1: so at make uk we um run this campaign digital and green because there's a lot of evidence and we believe that digital and green go hand in hand and even as mentioned before main smarter program they um now are focusing on digital Technologies and meeting the net0 um target and decarbonizing so this is something that it comes together digitally Digital, solution provi- digital technologies provide solutions to so many um, different challenges, but definitely the carbonizing uh, manufacturing sector is the one um, that is there. And in the post COP26, which was host, um, hosted here in the UK, that had a huge effect in terms of raising awareness uh, within the manufacturing sector around the um, net zero target, etc. So it has a huge impact on the behavior change and how manufacturers are now planning and putting in place strategies um, to decarbonize and make the places more efficient. Um, We published something a year ago on digital and green and how industry 4.0 enables um, the greenification of of the industry. And it's like 36% and 37% of manufacturers um, can see the impact of, of digital technologies on precisely um, energy waste management and energy efficiency. So that's for me.
2: Yeah, and anecdotally, I've, I've seen net zero and sustainability is fundamentally something that is definitely on the agenda. It's regularly talked about um, where Make UK's put on uh, events to help Um, organizations understand what their obligations are, but also what the opportunities, the commercial opportunities are, uh, has been critical. Um, Technology actually helps you understand your supply chains and your processes. I was talking to a company yesterday that is utilizing um, tech to baseline the um, scope one, two and three emissions emissions. Throughout their supply chains, and, and they're, they 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 are able to do that in a cost-effective way, even to um, to audit um, suppliers that are producing, um, you know, farming, basically, you know, plants that are then used um, as as fragrances. So. You know, it's it's very interesting to see how technology, as as Nina was saying, you know, fundamentally goes hand in hand with actually doing this effectively. One, understanding your carbon footprint, and two, you know, where are the opportunities to drive um, that that carbon um, usage out wherever possible. Um, and that's where really mapping and understanding your, your manufacturing processes, the performance of your processes, your utilisation of, of materials, and mitigating and reducing those is is critical. So, again, that 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 will be a massive positive. Um, that that um, uh, that journey that manufacturers have started uh, on net zero, and and not just greenwashing, because. You know, the, the reality is my experience is companies really want to do the right thing. They really want to um, pass a, a, a better legacy on to their, their grandchildren and their grandchildren's children um, than just to continue the behaviors that they have today. And, it, and it, it's it's yeah, you can see that seriously, they are they are um, thinking about this and mitigating and taking steps to to, to change the way that their uh, organizations run. Um and that's companies of all shapes and sizes. It's not just the big corporates um, that are driven to do it because of um, you know s- s- some of the uh, some of the ESG initiatives that they're they're rolling out. It's companies of all shapes and sizes.
0: And that's it. That's another interesting point. So I think when people think about sustainability and manufacturing, they just think about the plant or plants, and and, and that's it. But it's interesting. You, you made the distinction about saying about it's the supply chain it's it's being responsible for you know the the carbon footprint of your supply chain so is that correct so there's more it's not it's not just insular thinking just themselves but it's actually how the, the companies they interact with and the supply chain they interact with as well how they adapt to that
2: yeah absolutely so your scope one and two emissions are the ones that are directly responsible you're that you're directly responsible for so your manufacturing processes your buildings the transport um, that your workers utilise, you know, to commute or or carry out their jobs. The stage three, or sorry, the, the um yes, scope three emissions is basically your supply chain's impact on on um, the climate. So that's where it gets very quickly very complex, and that's why a lot of companies kind of get on top of their scope one and twos, but scope three is is kind of a very difficult. Thing to understand, and then more importantly, to baseline. Um, but technology can genuinely help you with with that and do that effectively.
0: Yeah. No, well, that that was actually lead on to my next question about that. So how yeah you know, how would how can technology help to you know uh, affect that side of things with the supply chain and sustainability? I don't know if there's any insights you can provide on that side. Nina maybe. maybe.
1: So definitely um, maintaining and and measuring the downtime of the machinery. I think um, AI can definitely help with that. And um, this was a huge um, kind of change and revelation for the companies in the past couple of years uh, in that specifically. But there are sensors that can be put on the machinery. There are sensors that can measure the temperature of different um, machineries with, with the, um, with the fa- within the factories. Um, I think IoT as well. It has a huge impact, positive impact on um, decarbonizing the the, the factory. Um, even with three D printers, we had some case studies in that. In that report from last year, um, there was a manufacturer who used a 3D printer and the usage of water that was needed within that process, it was like down by 20 litres by a minute or something like that, ridiculous like that. So there's a huge, huge impactful um, actions that can be, be made by implementing digital technologies and sensors are quite cheap. So, um, from not so costly technologies to um, quite a big ones like additive manufacturing can be, um, yeah, there are definitely lots of examples out there.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Again, it's not a, not a silver bullet, so that you think we can just say, "Oh, that that'll solve it." So, there's a, and a lot of collaboration, I guess, across the supply chain as well, is is necessary. Um, to, to make this a success. Uh, I wanted to, I, I I posed, just moving on to other forms of technology, and you mentioned about data collection for machines and, and downtime. And I asked you this similar question last year, Jim, about predictive maintenance and where you, from your, your finger on the pulse with members and stuff around their thoughts around predictive maintenance. Has is, is that changed over the past year, bearing in mind some of the conversation we've had today, or is it is it something in it, science? Come up the agenda, let's say.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely, you Noel. Know, going back to the survey results, you know, that shows a significant shift in companies now recognizing that that by optimising a manufacturing process, um, actually there are big wins. Um, and and yeah, forty five percent of those surveyed said that they are introducing new tools that will help them um, increase equipment. Performance, uptime, uh, you know, quality levels, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, it, it, yeah, a short answer is definitely we're seeing more companies do that, and and that goes back to the link with um, green. So, minimising risk within, oh, sorry, um, waste within a within a manufacturing process, um, but also protecting margin. So, just making sure that your your um, your plant is is more productive and more effective and more efficient
0: absolutely good to, good to hear good to hear um i was just i see we're i mean the t- time's gone really really quickly today i wanted to touch on a couple more more things before we sort of conclude but um, I know, um, again, another question from last year, sort of revisiting a lot of themes from last year, which is good. And we've talked about talent and the talent gap and stuff. And then another thing we talked about was attracting women to what is traditionally, in the traditional sense, is a, is a male-dominated industry. So has that sort of shifted over the past year in terms of, um, you know, is, is there more avenues for – well, more avenues or – or after like to employ women in these roles as well. I'm just interested to see how that's sort of come on over the past year.
2: I'll let my colleagues start, now and then I'll, I'll add any thoughts, I have. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I think
1: we can see definitely a good trend and shift of like women, um, especially young women doing engineering degree. We can see that there. Um, manufacturing sector offers a really good salary. It's like the highest average salary across the economy. So it's an attractive, attractive sector. Um, especially from the people from like a different background as well. Um, through apprentices, we, I think, the manufacturing sector still needs to do a little bit more, to be more visible, to go out there, to go into the places they haven't looked before in terms of um, attracting new talent, in terms of, you know, advertising, going to different recruiters. Um, Manufacturers, manufacturing companies are doing quite a lot in terms of how to attract new talent, how to retain new talent, which is quite important as well. It's not only about getting women in, but also what, what do we do to keep them in, right? So it's like about the inclusion. How do we create this culture of um, inclusive inclusivity um make UK Tech Hub does the team over there does amazing job in terms of apprenticeships and how they created this a really diverse group with young women and um, people from a different um, ethnic minority backgrounds as well to join the, the apprentices over in um, at the Tech Hub in Aston. It's really, really great work they've done. We as manufacturers, as I think as a trade association, we need to be more visible that we are changing as well. I'm not sure if anyone is sad about this, but like, I don't tend to register or attend events when there are male, you know, white men only on the panel. I, I refuse to do that. Um, because I think we should just make sure that we we try to put the representation out there as well ourselves and it's a very important job that we have to do um and it's an opportunity and you know we have a great um women within manufacturing as well we, we can see them all when we group all together at special events like international women's day etc so the trend is up but we definitely yeah. need, need more work in doing that yeah definitely
0: Great. And would you, did you have anything to add to Nina's great points there, Jim?
2: Yeah, I, I, I concur with a, with a lot of the points Nina's made. I, th- I think the reality is people respond to people that look like them. Um, so showcasing and promoting you know, young women in in the sector, particularly if you're trying to attract the next generation, you need to showcase uh, you know young young women that have started their career, they're doing their apprenticeships, they're doing their degrees, um, because they will be the um, advocates that encourage their peer group to to get involved. So the more opportunities that we have for those is really key. That's why um, my favourite part of the, um, you know, the regional and national awards is celebrating the young people that are starting their apprenticeships and their careers. Um, And I have to say that um, you know, there is a very, very good gender split between, um, you know, boy or young men yeah. and young women, um, which is great. And we need to do more of that. I think women in, uh, you know, National Women's Day is, again, a, a good a good example. Um, I know that with things like our conferences, colleagues like Nina keep keep us honest and make sure that we have balanced um, panels so that, yeah, we don't have wherever possible sort of pale grey, white males that, that dominate in those environments. But there's still a long way to go. I spoke at a conference last week um, that was focused on the aerospace industry and, you know, 90% of the audience were were exactly that. Um, so you, we've started a journey uh, and we need to keep 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 going. And again, that's why things like National Manufacturing Day is critical and engaging yeah. you know, young people. Young, young, you know, groups of of school children and and university students and college students to come into a manufacturing site and make sure it is all of the class that attend, not just, um, you know, the boys or whatever, is is critical. Because I have to say, once you get a a young person, male or female, Engaged in in what the sector has to offer, then you know they're quick to respond and, and think, wow, this this is great. But it really is just utilising those amazing role models and just giving them the platforms to um, to do the great stuff that they can do. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, absolutely, um, absolutely.
1: And there is a economic uh, no, reasons just- for that companies obviously like 50% of population are women they are consumers companies who are more diverse are more profitable there's more innovative there's evidence is there so it's not just because we think it should be done like it's just good for the business as well
0: yeah no very important um point to make definitely definitely uh, so just to, just as we come towards the end, I, I just wondered if I could ask you both um, just to summarise any sort of key thoughts from our conversation and maybe Nina, you could maybe lean it towards the findings in the report as well. Just something for our listeners, uh, manufacturing listeners, to take away um, with them as, as sort of a takeaway and something to think about as they sort of plan for the new year. So if I could start with you first of all, Jim, that, that'd be great. And I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here with this, so appreciate that
2: <laughs> no, it's fine uh, you know for, for me i think it's important we recognize the uh the incredible external factors that have been having a massive impact on the day-to-day operations of, of manufacturing and engineering businesses my, my 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 advice is try and stay positive Invest in appropriate technology that can mitigate some of these some of these um, issues. Be it the shortage of labor, utilize um, robotics and automation where, where where relevant to to your processes. Um, optimize digital technologies to drive things like your environmental performance and net net zero journey forward. Um, and integrate your supply chains um, again, utilizing relevant digital technologies because they they, they can and will transform your businesses Uh, and I'm sure Nina will share some of the some of of the indices that demonstrate companies that have actually adopted these technologies are far stronger more agile um, you know companies that are fit for the future so invest if and when you can.
0: And Nida, did you want to add your thoughts?
1: Um, so I think as a, as a manufacturer, even now, there is some a huge challenge in timings. And if you don't know what to do, I think just going out there, joining networking events that may make your case running, or just come to us. Um, it doesn't have to be a huge spend on expensive technologies, it can be lean manufacturing. Um, there is a great program, Digital on a Shoestring. So you can start small, but if you don't know where to start, look at your peers, look at different companies. Again, Make UK, we create this platform for our members um, that we can advise on where to start, where to go, uh, because it's it's just a confu- confusing there, um, out there. Um, but almost 40% of manufacturers who are using digital technologies, using any of the kind of digital tools, see productivity increase it's a return on investment it's something that we all have to get on with um if you want to attract a new talent you're going to get people who are using ipads now they will join your company and they'll be like what what is this equipment in front of me you will have to kind of train them backwards a little bit so we need to go forward for sure um
0: yeah yeah no, that makes perfect sense. And just just finally, um, how can people find out more about Make UK and some of those events that Nina was alluded to there, where people can get involved in all the great work Make UK are doing?
2: Um, so follow us on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we're very, very active on LinkedIn, um, showcasing the amazing factories and members that we uh, visit, um, the amazing events that we're publishing. Go and visit uh, Make UK's website. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we'll meet you at, at an event or uh, an online webinar in the future.
1: Yeah, we have a conference on the 7th of March, I
0: think. <laughs> ah, <laughs> good
2: <one. laughs> A day. Well, we can even... <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> a, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I
1: forgot predictive exactly, management exactly. you...
2: in my head. So yes yeah that's okay that's okay so the make uk national manufacturing conference will be held uh, in westminster on the 7th of march 2023 Uh, it's going to be an amazing um, collection of manufacturers so we'll have a thousand guests in the room from manufacturing businesses from engineering businesses and other wider stakeholders and senior politicians so yeah definitely that's an event that people should come along and, and meet us there thank you for the thank you for the prompt nina
0: <laughs> the very, the very subtle prompt i like it <laughs> um <laughs> no 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 what we can what, what we can do as well as um obviously the report we've discussed today um but also we'll put some information about the the event as well in our sort of show notes as well so um for people listening that's where you can go to find out some more information and I'll make UK's LinkedIn channel as well. But, um, but overall, thank you very much, both of you. It's been a really, real pleasure to dive in some, some of those challenges. And there's definitely, from my point of view, um, a lot of optimism for the future as well, which is great to see in these challenging times. So thank you again, Jim. And thank you, Nina, for your insights. Thank and you. thank you, everyone, for listening. And see you again next time. So that was the third and final part of our series looking back at the key trends affecting manufacturing 2022 and looking ahead to 2023. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe via your favourite podcast provider if you'd like to be notified about future episodes and it'd mean a lot if you can let us know your feedback by leaving us a review. You can find out more about how Sensai can reduce unplanned downtime and contribute towards improved sustainability within your manufacturing plants by visiting sensai.io. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you